Hey team of Eternal Optimists, it's Matt Drinkon here. And before we launch into today's epic conversation, I've got a big announcement. Drum roll, please. My brand new book is coming out on March 8th. And perhaps even better news, you can get it for only 99 cents on Amazon that day. We don't run ads on the show. And if you ever want to give back and support the Eternal Optimist community, go to Amazon on March 8th and get the Kindle version for only 99 cents. Just search for the book title, The Eternal Optimist. It's never too late. And you can download it directly to your device. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Eternal Optimist Podcast. My name is Matt Drinkon, and I am an eternal optimist, someone who sees the challenges for what they are opportunities to learn, grow, and impact the world in an amazing way. And whenever those challenges come, you know what? They're hard, and they can also teach us amazing things. So the eternal optimist sees things through a positive lens and is always looking to grow and impact themselves and the world through that lens, no matter what comes at them. And that's what we teach here. Those are the stories that we tease out of people. And we've got some amazing stories today, my friends. Join us and lend us your attention as we continue to learn and grow and overcome. Before we get started, I want to encourage you that you can connect with me on social media. Follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Eternal Optimist Podcast. Today's episode, oh, one more thing, the live stream. Every morning, Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern, I do a live stream, 15 to 20 minutes, where I talk about the daily happenings of Eternal Optimist. Also share learning lessons, deconstruct how to get results. Also talk about painful challenges and take some of my favorite quotes from books and show how they play out in life. All of these things are opportunities or tools that we might use to improve ourselves, to enhance our impact on the world, and to bring positive light into this world. We are nothing more than radiant beings who we want to shine that light out there so others can also take some of that positive. Let's do that. Let's share that positive. Let's start right now today, my friends. Today's episode is all about being creative and taking action. My guest today will absolutely inspire and amaze you. He's Devin Woolwind, and he's a disruptor in the real estate and business world. Why would I say that? Listen to him speak for a few minutes and you'll get lost in the clarity and simplicity of the message that he shares. His message and his values, be creative and take action. Always do what you'll say you'll do. Always communicate with people. Incredibly simple. And yet, how many people don't do that very well? Devin does incredibly well. He owns 46 real estate properties when we recorded this episode in early December 2022. In addition, he's also invested in gold, silver, Bitcoin. He's written books that have been number one bestsellers. He leads and teaches a young entrepreneurs group for, get this, eight to 25 year olds. And did I mention he's only 15 years old? He bought his first property at the age of seven. (laughs) Age of seven. Man, that's amazing. Listen to this young man speak with the business acumen of a seasoned pro who's purely focused on adding value to his partners. He's so clear on his why and his, his heart is so genuine. You can't help but be inspired by Devin. It was my honor to meet and interview Devin. And actually, since we recorded this, on my ninth anniversary with my wife, which just happened last week when it was, it was the middle of January, 2023, 
Devin and his family actually are here in North Carolina. And I had an opportunity to meet Devin face to face and shake his hand. And he's amazing. He has so much charisma and energy just to meet him face to face. It was incredibly grateful. So just buckle up and get ready to learn something today, my friends. Yeah. Also check out the show notes. Is he's going to have, we're going to have links in there. You can check out his books. You can check out his entrepreneurs group. He's been on stage of speaking in front of a hundred people for years. It's only 15, only 15. I keep repeating that. It's just something to be impressed and amazed by. And when you hear him speak, remember, this is someone that learned how to do it just like you and I, by practicing, practicing, practicing. Without any further ado, let's dive right into this conversation with my new friend, Mr. Devin Wolwind. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Eternal Optimist Podcast, the show for optimists by optimists. This is the show for people who see the good in the world and want to make a positive difference in the lives of their families and communities. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories that will get you thinking bigger and playing more offense in life with your host and high-performance coach, Matt Drinkon. And with that introduction, it is my sincere pleasure and honor to welcome our newest and our currently youngest guest in the history of the podcast, Mr. Devin Wolwind. Devin, welcome to the show, sir. How are you today? I'm very good, Matt. Thank you very much for having me on here today. It is a sincere pleasure. I had such a great time speaking with Mr. Eric Wolwind, your father, about a month ago. And when I saw your bio, my jaw dropped because of the things that you have accomplished. And I wondered how can someone at such a young age have found this passion and this drive and the smarts and everything to do this? So I'm just thrilled that you're here. And I would love to dive straight into the first question. Let's start off with something that is challenging. Could you share with us, please, Devin, something in your world that has been difficult for you and a real challenge, please? Well, getting started in business, I had plenty of different challenges. I bought my first house at seven years old, which aside from being, I guess, weird for all the people I was doing business with, I also had to make sure everything was done legally. I bought my properties in an LLC so I could do that. It also caused me to have a lot of problems getting a loan to buy a property because when I was writing my first book, If I Can Do It, So Can You, I went to four different banks and learned that banks won't lend to people that are 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you're saying this and I'm like, what? Are you serious? Getting a loan at 10? Please continue the story. I'm just so amazed at this. So my first house was a little bit different, but it let me build up my reputation to start with. My first house was $80,000 house. It was worth 80000 but I was buying it for 50000 The seller just wanted out of the deal. I found this and decided this was a great opportunity. It will give me cash flow when it's paid off and should be great. Now I'm only $50,000 short. Being that bank loans weren't an option, I looked into getting money from other investors. What I came up with was I got a loan 
from a small family office hedge fund. And by I, I mean, I'm sure my dad definitely helped me come up with some of this because, well, he had done this stuff before. But getting back to the deal, small family office hedge fund would loan to me because there was $30,000 in equity. So really, they couldn't lose money. It was just great for everyone. So they loaned on that, and I got it on a nine-year loan when I was seven years old, so it will be paid off when I'm 16. Perfect time to buy a car. That one was definitely my dad's idea because I was not thinking about driving back then. Well, I guess fast forward to now. What are you thinking about driving now? Are you driving now? I recently got my driver's permit so I can drive as long as there's another parent or guardian with me. Got it. And are you to a place now with this property? It's going to be, I guess, after nine years, it's paid off. Did you already pay it off or is it going to be paid off this year? It will be paid off, I think, in the next year. I'm 15 at the moment. It'll soon be paid off and then I can refinance it. I can just use the cash flow and get a loan on the car. There are plenty of different ways I can do that. Then I'll have a vehicle that was pretty much free. The tenant paid off the loan for the property. I love the way you think about things because you speak about it in such a seasoned way. And I know that it's opening the eyes of our listeners to what's possible. When you dive in and you take the time to learn that anything can happen, you can do it. So I'm curious, when you're getting ready to get your first car here in the next year, what kind of car do you get, Devin? Have you thought about that? Probably a Nissan Frontier used. A used car. But why not go and get something bigger? I mean, you have 40 plus properties, cash flow, probably sustainable, I guess. Why not go for some luxury thing like a lot of people might try to get when they're getting their first car? Why? That is the question. Why? Sure, maybe it would be cool to have a Porsche or a Corvette or something. But for my first vehicle, if I'm going to be traveling or if I'm going to be driving around actively If I'm going to be trying to work on properties to learn how to manage that part better, not to save money on working on properties, because that doesn't actually save you money, and we can come back to that in a minute, getting that experience, then having a pickup truck would be much more beneficial than a car. Plus, there's the added benefits of it's significantly cheaper, which if you have the money, you can spend it. But if it's not going to really benefit you, then why would you spend extra money that you didn't have to? And as an extra benefit, buying a pickup truck could probably be a write-off for a company, whereas a sports car would be a much harder argument. True. Now, good points there, every one of those around why. So I love the depth of the thinking behind something as maybe something as simple as buying a car. Well, so you look at the challenge that we started with. The first challenge was around getting the first loan around the age of seven when you went in to do that. Let's continue to fast forward from your perspective, Devin. What's another challenge that you've seen so far that you've either overcome or that you're dealing with? That's a very good question. I have had plenty of different challenges, especially people saying, well, that's not legal. You're cheating the IRS or the government or whatever else. I've definitely had to hire a good lawyer and an accountant. So that 
I make sure I do everything correctly. Not that would be too much different than everyone else, but there are a couple differences between somebody under 18 and somebody over 18. A couple of them being some problems with signing contracts. Contract with a minor is legal, but not enforceable. And so I have an LLC and I'm signing for the LLC. And as long as I'm always following through with my contracts, I've built a reputation of always paying my mortgages on time every time, mm-hmm. of always doing what I say, always following through. And so that's definitely helped me there. I admire you for saying that, that always follow through and do what I say I'm going to do. That's one of my core values right behind the webcam up here. It says, do what I say I will do. It comes back to integrity. I'd love to kind of pause on the challenging question for a second. As I'm hearing you talk about your values, what might be some of your core values, Devin, that you do your best to live up to every day? Number one is always do what you say. Always do it when you say how you say. Also, always communicate. Even if, like, if something isn't going to end up how you expect it, if, say, you're a contractor and you agreed to replace this section of electric and you found out there's a much bigger issue than you first expected when you submitted your estimate, then if you communicate and tell me what's going on, that is going to be much better than just delaying it and delaying it until the last minute. And then we all end up with major issues. I love that. As a professional business coach, I can tell you that if everyone had that value instilled at a young age, then it would make my job a lot easier. So I love that you really have a focus on communicating your expectations and what's happening. And even if something is behind or it's different than the original expectation, you do your best to communicate that. So there's no surprises. So I love that. Yeah. Accidents happen. Things go wrong. Sometimes miss things. But if you talk to the person you're doing business with, then they're usually much more understanding of the issue and can help find a solution so that everybody wins. And at the end of the day, the goal. So the goal at the end of the day might be uh, for everyone to win in the deal or in the communication. Everyone wins. Good. Well, Devin, I'd love to ask you about some of your books. I know you've written some books. Can you share one with us? I'd love to see it and just talk a little bit about what your first book was about. My first book, If I Can Do It, So Can You, is about how I got started investing in real estate. Talks a lot about my first steps in doing that. My first investment when I was five years old, which was actually in Legos. And then how I started a company, built a team, started investing in real estate, leading up to my most creative deal, where I bought 20% of a 60 unit for $20. What? Oh, man. Can't help but want to buy the book right now. Hearing about how creative, that's the most creative way I've ever heard of a deal already. Awesome. I would be happy to send you a copy of it. And for everybody listening, it is available on Amazon feel free to write a review. It would really help me out. Fantastic. And we'll have that in the show notes, everyone, or you can pick up the copy of the book. Devin, please move forward here and share uh, what is your next book? And this is interesting saying this to someone who's 15. What is your next book that you've written, Devin? Love to hear more about this next one. 
My second book is called The Garage. It's about a group of kids starting businesses out of this garage and helping the neighborhood. The main character, Atlas Gold, getting in a fight with the mayor of the town over his newest invention, his drone, delivery drones. But just this kid inventor doing what he loves and turning that into a business. It's a fictional story, but great for kids and teenagers, teaching them great business lessons while being super fun. So that they enjoy the book, they enjoy reading it, but they also get some of the education they could from a more straightforward book, like my first one. Awesome. Again, we will have this in the show notes and I'll be buying this one today because I want to get my daughters on this train as soon as possible. So thank you for sharing. I'll also send you copies for them. That's incredibly generous. Thank you. <laughs> Just in time for Christmas with my daughters learning about this. And it sounds kind of like a fairy tale. And I'm still just excited to have the chance to meet someone at 15 who's written multiple books, who's teaching others how to do this. I think that you also have a mastermind or a group of some kind where you teach this. Can you tell us a little bit more about your group, please, Devin? Recently, I started a young entrepreneurs group for people, and this isn't a strict age limit, but generally between 10 and 25 years old, to help teach them, get them inspired to start investing, not limited to real estate, but any of it, even gold, silver, cryptos, maybe, but just getting them started into investing, helping them grow, helping them solve problems and helping them gain the right mindset. We have weekly meetings where we'll log on and discuss. Recently, we've just been doing, so what do you guys want to talk about tonight? And then we get a topic, and then we just go off on that for 30 minutes or an hour. 30 minutes to an hour, weekly young entrepreneurs group. Well, let's say for a second that I'm near the upper end of that age range. Let's say that I'm 24, and I don't have any experience investing yet, and I'm interested. And I hear that the person that leads this is 15. And maybe I might have some misconceptions or some issue. But what is this 15-year-old going to teach me about investing in real estate? What might you say if someone hears your age and thinks that something that I shouldn't listen because he's so young? How do you overcome that objection or help the person see that you can add great value? You could go with that I've done a lot of this. I currently own 46 units. I own gold, silver, Bitcoin, a couple other cryptocurrencies. I have done many different deals. I learn about this. I teach about this. And I just help teach and inspire all the people around me. Great answer. Thank you. Good. Well, help us, Devin, if we look forward into the future and look about What's coming for Devin Woolwind? What is it that gets you excited or inspired next? What would you say? Some of the things I'm working on right now are promoting and getting more people to read my first and second book, especially my second, The Garage. That's part of the reason I want to get to 50 reviews on each of my books, because then Amazon treats it differently and will promote it more. So more people can see it, more people can learn from it, 
and more people can implement it to make their lives better. In addition to that, growing that young entrepreneur group. Beyond that, I'm currently in the process of writing a second book in the Garage series. It'll be a sequel to that. And a couple of things my family's doing, my dad might have talked about on his podcast, but if you happen to read my book and like it, you might also be interested in my brother's book, The Treehouse, which is in the same universe and there's some crossover, which is really fun between the two characters or the two groups. And if you're more of a parent that wants to see how my parents got me into this, got me going, got me to where I am with my values and my business and teaching me, went to look at my parents' book, The Family Success Triangle. And all of these books are available on Amazon. I love the way that you just so gracefully are able to share, well, first the garage, then the treehouse, and then the family success triangle. I think that a lot of professionals will talk about themselves or their courses, or their books, and it does seem self-serving so many times to hear others talk about it. And yet when I hear you talk about it, I've heard you talk so much about helping others you know, and about the frame that you have around being able to teach others. It feels really humble and natural the way that you talk about it. And I just wanted to appreciate that. Today's episode of the Eternal Optimist podcast is brought to you by family. That's right. Simple to the point family. I heard a TED talk from Mr. B.J. Miller about the end-of-life conversations he had with all the people that he helped transition out of this worldly life under his care and hospice. And after interviewing and speaking with over a thousand people, he heard the majority of them share that they wish they'd spent more time with the people they loved and leaned into those relationships more. Spend time with family, my friends. If you have any kind of beef with them or some unresolved barrier, take the next bold step and resolve it while you can. Spend, invest that time with family. Family, today's sponsor for the Eternal Optimist podcast. Back to the show. The goal of these, sure, if I make money, that's great. That's wonderful. If I can at least make any money I've put into creating the books, that would be awesome. But if I can just use it and inspire the world to make the world a better place, then that would be worth it. I think it's page 30 of the garage on the main character's bedroom door. Every day, make the world a better place. That's a superb mantra. We might even title this episode. That's amazing. Every day, make the world a better place. Great. Well. If there's anything we haven't mentioned, or let's just run through it again, where are all the places that we might be able to find you? If you want to find out more about you, get in touch with you, how might we be able to do that? You can easily see me on Instagram at Devin Woolwind. I have slightly weird spelling of my name, but I trust you'll have it put in correctly for the podcast name. You can look as our whole family up on YouTube, Real Power Family. If you go to clearskytrainer.com, we also have a like newsletter slash email list where every week, generally my dad writes an article and sends it out. 
So that's another great way to learn. Also, on that same website, clearskytrainer.com, there are some articles, some recommended books, some great books you can read, not even by us, but like Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, a couple of his other books. I forget what all is on there, but it's a great list that most people should read. Awesome. You've shared a number of great stories and lessons. I'd love to go back and hear about some of your experiences, Devin, if we may. If you could take us back in time. I remember talking to your dad about you in public speaking. I mean, I'm witnessing it now. You're certainly a great interviewer. I wonder what it was like for you if you could take us back to your first experience speaking at one of these events, a real estate event or some public speaking. If you could take us back in time and walk us through, when was that and what was that experience like for you, your first birth into public speaking, Devin? For speaking in person, it was a little bit after I published my first book. I went to promote that a little bit. I went to promote that, get more people to read it because having a book's great, but having a book that people can actually use is better. Mm -hmm. And so I was speaking. My first time was in Pittsburgh with over a hundred people, which is still one of the higher one of the larger groups I've spoken to, but I had been practicing for a couple weeks, just going over my speech over and over. But then I went up there and I just started off. I felt the crowd's energy and then I just kept going. <laughs> That's With awesome. that, I did quite a few more speaking engagements and have, well, pretty much ever since I was born, but especially since I started really getting interested in real estate investing. I have been going to conferences, and one of them, I got to meet Mark Victor Hansen, the world's best-selling author, Other Than God, and he's actually the one that got me to write my second book, The Garage. Excellent. Well, 100 people the first time. That blows my mind. I remember the first time I did it, it couldn't have been more than, I don't remember the exact number, 12 or 15 people the first time. So you're up there, there's a hundred people and you look out. What's going through your mind when you look out there your first time and you see a hundred folks in, in Pittsburgh? This is quite a bit of people. I better do this right. <laughs> yeah. But actually it's once you get going, especially once you're a half decent speaker, it's actually easier with more people, at least up to a certain point. Because sure, when you have one or two people, it's just a conversation between the two, like we're having right now. But once it gets, but once you're at 10 or 15, that is big enough that it's not a simple conversation. And it's especially if you're speaking in a more formal, regular speaking way, but there isn't as many people to. I guess, feel the energy of when you're a public speaker and you're up there, you can really feel the crowd's energy. Like if they're really happy and excited, you feel that you feel the energy and it just makes you want to go further, do better, pretty much the best feeling ever. But when there's not many people there, then it's a lot more difficult to do that. And so a couple of the smaller groups I've been at, those were a little more difficult. Yes. I want to paint a picture for you for a second because you're you're taking me back in time when you share your first and you think about you're up there in front of 100 people. It's a lot of people. One of the biggest speeches I've ever given still to this day, I had a couple thousand people. It was back in about 21 years ago. And I get up on stage to give the speech and I'm pretty high energy. And I'm also pretty tall. 
So I get up there and I kind of do a jump stop to start my speech. And the second that I did that, I ripped my pants from belt to bottom. And there was a giant hole in my trousers on the back end. And I could feel it. I could feel a breeze and I'm facing the crowd and I don't think anyone else can see it. So in that moment, I did not get the deer in headlights look, but I did. I'm a walker when I speak a lot of the times. I walk side to side, but keeping my body facing the audience, it was very unusual. I'm sure they thought, this is weird. This guy is walking back and forth like this. But that was one of my first big speeches. That was that experience. Yeah, just recounting that for the audience. If you ever need any hope or inspiration, just think about Matt and Devin, some of our first speeches. Yeah, all of us have it. We all have a little bit of a deer in headlights moment, but we've got to go through and give the message. And I think you've done great at at giving the message today. I wonder if we might go in a little different direction. I had an amazing time when I met with Eric Wolwind, your father, the first time. And we talked a great deal about the importance of family and the importance of education and having an active part in your education with your family. So when I had the privilege of meeting your father, we talked about family And it was one of the great things in his life is that he loved to involve his family in like the education process. So rather than full-time go and learn it in school, he would love to bring you along to an event or a conference so you could learn with him side by side and learn from the educator as well. So I wonder when you've been out going to conferences and learning about real estate. This is a little different than the education that a lot of people have had that are your age. So I wonder in all of this going to conferences and learning from your family business, what are some of the biggest parts of your education that you might be able to share with us? Any things that you've learned by doing and being involved in business, what are some of those key parts you can share with us, Devin? Some of the key parts, I talked about a lot of good things earlier. Be trustworthy, do what you say, follow through, communicate. There is like more general, big thing I teach, I talk about, I write about everywhere. Be creative and take action. You have to be creative to get these deals. I had to be creative in nearly all of my deals in one way or another, whether it be finding financing when no bank is going to loan to me, or whether it's figuring out how I can structure this deal when the person that owns the property, it's a $40,000 house, he owes $47,000 on. But you have to be creative to get as many great deals or to make deals that would normally be okay deals into awesome deals for everyone, everyone. And then take action because if you don't take action, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm. Key part of it, taking action. Well, what's an example of when you're looking for deals like right now, what type of deals really interest you or on your horizon that you're paying attention to right now, Devin? For real estate, As far as real estate goes, a lot of what I've looked at recently is smaller units, single family, a couple of duplexes, but smaller stuff, just because that's what I'm getting the best return on. That's the things that are most on sale. I would happily buy an apartment building or part of an apartment building, but the returns just aren't there for what I've seen. Now, if that changes or if I find a great deal, 
Of course, I'm going to look into that. I'm not the type of person that says, I only want to buy single family homes or I only want to buy multifamily. I want to buy what will make cash flow, what will give me cash flow, because that is what I want out of the real estate. I want to make money each month. So when it comes down to it, you're looking for the things that give you cash flow. You're looking for that result. And if it's single family or if it's duplex or if it's apartment, if it's apartment that has good cash flow, not just because it sounds bigger. It's not about what it may look like or sound like. It's about the cash flow at the end. It's good. What is the return on investment? Will this make money each month? You can think of it like a box on a shelf. Do you feed a $100 bill into it each month or get to take $100 bills out of it each month? It's just another box on a shelf. A lot of people, when buying properties, just think about how pretty the kitchen is or whether it looks good from the outside. But if you're buying a house and you're going to have to pay $1,000 each month to own it, and yet the rent is only 900 that math does not work. I love the way it's so simple, so direct and pure. And yes, makes a lot of sense. It amazes me how it seems like the older we get for many people, it is about what it looks like and not about just the bare bones, basic, makes sense mathematics. <laughs> so I love that you have that. So Devin, let me just ask a couple other different questions. Um, when I say, uh, let's go do something fun. What's fun for you? Like, what do you enjoy doing for fun in your spare time? Well, helping teach and talking to these younger people in that youth group, I consider that fun. Doing some of these podcasts and writing books, that's kind of fun for me. And then I also do some other various random teenager stuff. A friend recently got me into playing, I might be starting playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe if I can figure the game out. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing the business side, the human side, the value side. You've shared a whole lot today, and we certainly appreciate you coming on today. I mean, I want to appreciate you because everything you just shared, I feel that way now. I feel it's super fun to go and teach and to be a, a lifelong student and to be in front of groups and helping people. And then you mentioned Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, now it's coaching kids soccer teams, you know, playing golf and doing fun sport things like that. But I love that you've got kind of both things on balance. You got the business side of it and everyday stuff. All of life needs to be a balance, whether that's in your business, your personal life, your family, your time, or some combination of all of them. Everything has to be balanced. Otherwise, when things get out of, out of balance, something will end up failing. Like if you don't balance your business and your family life and you focus too much on your family, then your business will start to fail. And if you focus on your business too much, you might have a harder time with your family. And I've heard about both of those different things happening. Very good. Well, I totally am in alignment with you on this balance concept for sure. I'd love to introduce you to kind of a new segment we do on the show where I've been wrapping up and I call it the lightning question round where I've got some questions and you'd be the second guest to, to go through. Would you be open to playing the lightning question game to wrap up today? I can do lightning questions. Okay, baby, let's challenge it. Let's see how we do. Okay, well, to kick things off, the title of our podcast is the Eternal Optimist Podcast. You know, and when I say the words eternal optimism, what does that mean to you? Seeing that in every situation, 
there is possibly a good part, even for, I guess, an extreme example, like a recession in real estate. That just means it's a great buying opportunity. Something bad happens in your rentals. Well, it's a learning experience and maybe you'll have an opportunity to do it better next time. In everything, there is something you can learn. There's something that you can do to further you in business, in life, or both. Mm. What is a favorite song or a movie that you might watch that inspires you or motivates you, Devin? Well, just going with the first thing that came to my head, Braveheart. People fighting for freedom, which is a big thing I want more of in this world, more freedom. And as for music goes, band I frequently listen to is Skillet, technically a Christian rock band, but also big on freedom and just kind of Christian values, but that work for everyone, not just the songs I listen to from them aren't the, what you might think of is just trust God or whatever that is, but it's fighting for yourself, fighting for yourself, but also doing it in a way for freedom to help people, an honorable way, you could say. Excellent. Last question would be, what might be a favorite book that has taught you or has motivated or inspired you, Devin? Favorite book, I'm going to go with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's just an awesome book that can help just about anybody get started in business and teaches just all sorts of great lessons. I highly recommend it to everyone. Another book I read recently and really enjoyed was called The Goal. I forget who wrote it. A fictional story about this factory manager who has trouble in his business and then does changes these things and learns a whole bunch of lessons to help get that back on track. So for the people having a more active business, managing a business, that sort of thing, some good lessons in there that could help. Excellent. Well, Devin, this has been a real pleasure. And I want to thank you for investing the time with our audience today and sitting here and talking to me for 40 minutes. And just, I really appreciate you. And you know, I wish you the best, my friend. Look forward to meeting you face-to-face here in the future. And just wanted to say uh, thanks so much. It's been very, very meaningful to have you on. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. Thanks for listening to the Eternal Optimist podcast. You can check the show notes for information about today's episode. And please share the show with that friend who is wanting to think bigger. We'll see you next time.